no, that noise is Alex. Nothing. I don't think the computer picked it up. Tell me what that noise is you heard then. Uh, taps? And you know why we're playing taps? Someone's gone. Because I have suffered the worst fate in the history of humanity. What? My backup running back has gone down for the season. Worst in humanity for sure. I can sense you're mocking me and I don't care. Okay. You're supposed to care a little bit. I do. I know. It's terrible. Why should I have to suffer for the injustice of having to have this stupid draft on August 4th? Mm -hmm. I would have gladly drafted somebody else. And no, now I'm, now I'm one down. You can get someone else now, you know. Do you have any suggestions on who's going to be left? Yeah, but it's just like one of those things. Like they say, it's like, you know, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, yeah, God opens a door, closes a window, or starts your house on fire or some nonsense. I don't know. I've got plenty more lamenting to do, but for now, we are not just a duo for this show. We are we are a fantastic trio. Yes. We are here with our dear, close, personal friend, Cameron. Cameron, do you want to say hello to the good people? Let's just say some people may call this the devil's threesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so Cam, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show tonight, so I thank you for joining yeah, us. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I went back and listened to our show from last season, and I'm going to guess, was I the only one who did that in the last week? Okay, I'm getting a yes from Alex. Cam, did, have you gone back to yeah. listen? I have not listened to anything from last year's half season and show. Yeah, <laughs> that's both true and hurtful. But I, one of the things I noticed is I did not do a good enough job of reading your resume, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that wrong right now. So I'm going to read the resume of Cam Duffy here, Alex, and I think you're going to feel a little bad about yourself in a minute. I think if you read the resume of anybody else in this league, I'll feel a little bad about myself. Maybe not Gordy? I think he still has more wins than me, right? Well, not more wins, but he's got a championship. Yeah, okay. So let's let's not make this about you again, Alex. Let's yeah. talk about somebody else. Okay. Thank you. So, Cam, here is, here's your resume. You let me know if I'm missing anything that feels like it's of significance. In our 12 years as a league, Cam is our 2016 league champion. He has made the playoffs 11 times, five division titles, nine Final Four appearances, the highest winning percentage in the league. He is a two-time Kaiser Cup winner in our league. And I know you're going to ask, what is the Kaiser Cup? That is the award for the person who gets who scores the most points in a year. Who's Kaiser? It's a German uh, title of royalty. Oh, that's why I went with it. He's the guy who, he's the guy who got assassinated to start World War One. There's only the one Duke, right? That was Franz Ferdinand. I actually knew a guy named Kaiser. So I thought. Like on his birth certificate it said Kaiser? Yeah. Huh. Did he have a sweet mustache and a monocle? No, not at all. <laughs> Just to return to your accolades, Cam. The highest single season point total ever in our league history. The second highest average finishing position at the end of the year. And the third highest point scored on a yearly basis. That is... It's quite an impressive resume you have, sir. I've got to ask, what do you think has caused you to be more successful than most anybody else in the league? I would say, I think for like the last two years, I'd say it's my draft philosophy. I mean, I try to, I try to draft consistent players and, and try and stay away from, you know, high boom and bust players. Um, but, you know, I think my last two years are going to kind of, that's going to blow up in my face a little bit. Are you saying that you deviated from the strategy and went more boom or bust, or the same strategy of playing it safe is going to cause some problems? I think my I think playing it safe is going to cause some problems for me. 
Um, we, we kind of fought last year and even maybe even a little bit in my championship year, um, with the way our, our league is starting to, to gravitate with its scoring. You know, I think I mean, yeah, I mean, over the past, you know, 10 or 11 years, I've, I've always looked at drafting. I've, I've kind of stuck to my same draft one and, and drafted, you know, based on the position, you know, the fake picks. At least what I view as the fake picks. I know you and I don't always see eye to eye on that kind of stuff. Chris is one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I go with it. So if we translate that to this year and this playing that safe philosophy, if you had done some more swinging for the fences, is there an example in the draft of maybe a, a risk you wanted to take but went ahead and played it safe instead? Well, I think I would have, and I think we saw that this trend happen a little bit more throughout the rest of the league. I probably would have waited on a quarterback. And because by far the weakest part of my team is my wide receiver court. Um, we saw more and more people in the league wait to draft the quarterback in the, the middle rounds as opposed to, um, as opposed to grabbing one right away. Um, and so they're starting to hit off with either the two running backs back to back in the first two picks, depending on the keeper situation, or they'll go three big name wide receivers and, and kind of show up and really go big on that middle part of their roster and, and try and snag someone like a Matt Stafford or, you know, even look at my best, what I do is one of my, my better picks is the Drew Brees pick, you know, mm-hmm. I got him pretty late. Um, the fact that he was available so late kind of, kind of reflects that philosophy of people waiting and things like that. So I probably would have changed that up a little bit and just tried to positionally do it a little bit differently. So thinking had you passed up once in round three, you'd have gone with one of the top wide receivers on the board is my guess because there weren't really a lot of top ends. I think the last real top end running back went right before you drafted. Yeah. Well, and I, I, mean, I probably wouldn't have gone running back back to back uh-huh. in that situation. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my cream on pick. Oh, yeah. Um, at nine. Um, so I probably would have gone wide receiver and then would have then come back again and snag a third wide receiver um, and have, like, unfortunate keeper situation have Brandon Cook be the, the number three wide receiver on my team. But it is what it is. Um, at least last year you were not a Gronk fan, so was that in play at all for you in the third round? Nope. I had Keenan Allen as the best available wide receiver left when you came up in the third round. Is that if you would have gone wide receiver? Is that who you're thinking, or some of the candidates: AJ Green, Devonte Adams, Mike Evans? Um, I don't know if I'd go with Mike Evans that early, just because of the, the Jameis situation. Sure. Um, and and if I remember right, he didn't really have that great of a year last year. I'm kind of high on Devontae Adams. I think Keenan Allen is one of those players that kind of flies under the radar. He's always ranked really high, but I think he gets kind of lost in the shuffle among other wide receivers just based on in terms of what he plays. So I I don't know if I would have grabbed him first, but I think I probably would have grabbed him second. Um, if Lucas had not grabbed him with one of his two next picks, mm-hmm. um, which I think he, if I remember, I don't think he did. Did he? Uh, Keenan Allen goes to me the pick after you, so no. Yeah, so I probably would grab him coming back on that snake. Okay. Um, with my, my second pick of that section. All right, here's the last question I have about that portion of your draft, because this, uh, I was back and forth on that eighth pick. Uh, one of the things I mentioned last week is being really high on Michael Thomas, but I wondered if I picked Hunt, if I picked Hunt at eight, if Michael Thomas would have made it back to me at 13, would you have taken him with one of your next two picks? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I was pretty sold on, on 
taking White Hook. So remember, in this scenario, I've gra- I've drafted Keenan Hunt or uh, Kareem Hunt before you. Right, and so I think it probably I probably would have panicked and gone running back. Okay. So, um, just because I don't think I would have gotten a good running back, you know, coming back. Sure. Um, I I really like Kareem Hunt, and I was I was pretty dead set on drafting him if he was available. Back away from this draft for just a little bit because we're going to come back to it a little bit later. I'm just curious, in general, why do you like fantasy football? Well, I mean, it's the, the reason I got into it from Forrest to hang out with all you two sisters. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we all get to hang, hang out together, and then, you know, Gordy's involved. Um, he gets to play that magical chair that always seems to be the team that revolves around. Um, then he gets sent to, uh, you know, whoever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole reason we started. It was just to, you know, hang out and, and have something fun for our hobby during the football season. Um, as it's grown and things like that, it's, it's always been, it's been nice to, you know, not have to just focus on just watching the Lions. <laughs> yeah. All the games, um, and focus on all the players in both on my team and the team I'm playing that week. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's a, it's a good, you know, good way to, I don't have a, a I, my marriage isn't at stake like it is with like Lucas and Kelly, but I swear, if I'm, <laughs> you know, if they meet in the final or something like that, don't go near their house. <laughs> So what would you say would you uh, is your worst loss, I think, that you've had? Because I know you've been to a, a lot of Final Fours, and I know it's had a lot of tough losses. Which one would you say is the worst? Okay, well, it's always the Steve. You know, it's always true. <laughs> Just because of the situation, I think it was, and you're going to have to refresh my mind, because I know you're going to have it. It's either the semifinal or the final. Um, and I want to say it was the final. And I was in the hospital. And I didn't get to like update my lineup, and it was in freaking Jason Witten needed to catch like one ball for 20 yards or something like that, and I would have at least you know one or something. I don't remember the exact details, but I was, it, that loss hurt because there was money on the line, and it was like my first time winning money, and I really wanted to win it all, um, and I thought I had the team to do it that year too. But I, I just being in the hospital, that kind of just added the the stress and the fact that, you know, I'm freaking camping out and I can't set a line up, it really sucks. Yeah, no, that does sound terrible. But I guess on a more positive note, do you have a win that you like the most? Yeah, well, again, it's against Steve. We call okay. That, we call it the Deshaun Jackson game. <laughs> <laughs> garbage time. You know, I, that's my favorite win. And, and I know Steve doesn't believe me, and I know Steve thinks I'm talking trash, but I honestly went to bed not thinking I was going to win that game. And so the reason I think it's the best one I think I've ever had is because I woke up just floored that I won. And to win by half point, I know it hurts for you, Steve, but it, it, I was absolutely flabbergasted that I won that game because I didn't know he was going to get all those targets um, at the end of the game. I had Robert Kelly going in that game, too, and I don't think he had touched the ball in the second half. So he had just done just enough to, to warrant you know, being semi Worth something, um, and then Deshaun Jackson catches what Steve like four balls for fifty yards in like the last four minutes of the game. The game they were losing. And if you remember correctly, that catch he made that you won with was originally ruled incomplete. It went to <laughs> it went to replay, and actually that was the second time a Deshaun Jackson catch went to replay after being called. Um, out of bounds that was both overturned. So I, 
I do remember that game fondly. But I, I would say that, uh, yeah, I think my best win was that uh, win against you that year. Because that was, uh, you were, you had been a stalwart all season and my roster was finally coming together. So I knew that was going to kind of be a battle of the Titans, kind of like we had this past was year. Was that the year that I was ranked number one in the college and basically from the start to the end? Yes, that was a good squad. I would, oh, go ahead, Alex. I was just say, would you say your worst loss then would be the one that he was talking about was his best win too? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was painful because just, one of the things that was painful about that loss is, my guys were done first, and by the time I was done, you still had four players in the holster. And I was projected to win not in the blowout, but comfortably. And it just kind of dumb things kept happening. Like your field goal kicker got six kicks that night. Deshaun Jackson has the the game of his career. Rob Kelly doesn't do anything, but he runs in a touchdown. And the, <laughs> you had a fourth deep uh, defensive player or something who had an had an average game. So just things kept taking wrong. So it was the Unlike losing this championship game to Jason, where it was kind of nip and tuck the whole time, this thing was death by a thousand paper cuts. All right, enough of reliving everybody's tragedy. Actually, I'm going to pause here. Alex, since we've had kind of had to fall on the sword, what is the worst loss you can ever remember having? Uh, last year. Well, okay, that's... <laughs> um, you had a lot of those. Yeah, I did. I kept taking T.Y. Hilton out, and then he kept getting 50 points, and then I would put him in for like Julio Jones I'd take out, and then he'd get 50 points. Nonstop. But there was one year where I had to take a risk, and I had Rob Gronkowski, and they said he was going to play, and he was playing the Monday night game. And, like, all he had to do was get me, like, two points. But I put him in. It was kind of risky because basically my team was so bad, I had to take a risk to even have a chance to win. So they padded him up, and they put him out there maybe, like, five plays. And, like, literally every time he did, I'm like, all right, here's Gronk. And he like, two points to win. And he would, like, just, he just, like, stood up <laughs> and was like, I'm not trying. My knee's in bad shape. And I'm like, why are you even out there? So that was just, like, me yelling at the Patriots for, like, two hours. It's like they literally just put him out there because it's like, hey, Alex is watching. Let's tease him a little. Was that a playoff game or was it, like, just a weekly game that just really kind of stuck in oh, your Oh, that was butt? just a weekly game. Okay. I haven't been in the playoffs in so long, Stephen. I don't even remember any of those games. Well, that's got. If I will be stunned if that does not change this year. You have quite the team, but we all thought that last year, and I'll, I'll get to that. I mean, I, you and I both picked him to lose in the finals. He picked him too, so all three of us picked him to lose the championship game. Well, what happened last year? Did I have injuries? Uh, Des Bryant underperformed. Oh, he was horrible. Ty underperformed. Who's my running back? Where did he go? You had terrible running backs. Hey, I'm not going to say T.Y. Hilton underperformed. He had no quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is throwing him that, throwing him the butt of the ball. Begging to watch. Oh, I guess when I say underperformed, I'm not saying it's because he did poorly. I just mean like score-wise from what I was hoping he would do. Yes, um, I'll concur with both of you on that. Well, I guess I remember my favorite wins. Those were, I think, two playoff things. I think the year I drafted Adrian Peterson, I just remember him getting like 58 points like second or third week. <laughs> I think, it, and it was just like the start of like my best season ever. Oh, that was a good year you had. It was an amazing year. I, I lost in the. You lost in the second round. The wheels came off at a bad time. Oh, I know, but I think I came in third. I think, how many? You know how many third place finishes I had? Um, it would be in my notes somewhere, but I had a lot to know for the start of that. And then, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I had another one where Darren McFadden did that same thing. I think that was you in playoffs. Yes, it was. Darren McFadden got like 50 points, and he was just like a throwaway running back I put on my list. And and 
Who was it? Who? That was the year Brady went down. Was it Andrew Castle or Matt Castle? That was the Matt Castle was my starter. Yeah, yeah, that was a painful 2010. Yeah, Lucas stole Tom Brady from me for the first year in four years, and I picked up Matt Castle, so it worked out. <laughs> So I wanted to uh, go back when we were uh, talking about your pedigree and said to you, I had a, an interesting trivia question for you. Okay. Um, this was shown at the end of the year draft party, but uh, or the postseason party, so I don't know if you remember this, but there are only three teams in our league with winning records. Care to guess who they are? You, me, oh, you. You, me, and Jason. That's a joke answer, right? Well, I mean, he is three-time champs. Um, you mean, I honestly don't know. Alex, you want to take a whack? Is it Mr. Moore? It is. Yeah. Yeah, Tim is, uh, or Mr. Moore's like, is over 500. To be fair, Kelly is exactly 500 through the years, but, uh, that was surprising to me. Only three teams with winning records. Oh, where am I at? Not good. Oh, cool. <laughs> is it like the point threes? You're like one in, you're like one in 15 against me, Alex. Oh, yeah, I know. I wanted to ask, how did that go this year? I didn't pay attention in your matchups. Oh, wow. What do you think happened, Steve? Well, I'm sorry. Did he beat you once or twice? Hmm. How many wins did I have? Two. You were more. No, you were like a five and eight, four and nine team or something like was that. Was I? All right. Well, I'm assuming he beat me twice because I think the only person I beat was Lucas. The only person I remember beating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly remember. Basically, every time Lucas and I fought against each other, it was just the toilet bowl of the week, and we had a chance. You were not bad, Alex. You are of the ten teams. You have the seventh best record. What? Seventh best winning percentage yet. Did not feel like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of that's they're all in a cluster together. Did it count the wins we got after the season was over? No, this is just the regular season. Okay. Uh, all right, you, so let's talk about, I do want to come back to your draft here, Cam. Um, and then we'll go to the draft as a whole. What was your, again, based on value, uh, where do you think you had your best pick and your pick you wish you could redo? Well, I think I've already hit on it a little bit. I really think I really like my Drew Brees pick. Yeah. Um, it, I just think even just if I, to be honest, I was drafting him that late uh, or that early for my backup QB for pure trade bait um, because that ties into my worst pick. I knew right away that my my wide receivers were kind of bumped, Um and I was not looking forward to that. So I'm, I'm I was hoping to you know maybe leverage that into something later on, um, possibly mid season or something like that. Or if Carson Wentz goes down, you know, to go with it. Um, I did plan on drafting a third QB, um, to be honest, later on. Uh, I had my sights set on Jared Goff, too, um, as my backup. Um, but I couldn't pass up Drew Brees, especially because I saw how many people needed QBs on the board still. Yeah. Um, and then Lucas to follow me up with his next two picks being QBs. I think that really kind of, kind of set the, set the stage for, um, a lot of people being upset. Not upset, I shouldn't say upset, but kind of scrambling to find those QBs to go that did wait a little bit later than they maybe should have. Um, so Kelly and I? Maybe not, but... <laughs> were you the only two? I thought there was a couple. I thought there were a couple of you. No, it was just Kelly and I. I was going say, you picked oh, Drew Brees, but then Lucas picked right after, I guess. Then he went Cam and Kirk, but then it was just Kelly and I after that. I think we were the only two that had to scramble. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess there's the two of you. Yeah, we're stuck with Roethlisberger and Dak Prescott. So, well, I think you know where your trade bait could be at the end of the end of midseason. I was gonna say I have the number one projected defense camp. Keep that in mind. I'm gonna just follow yours. I, I like the Drew Brees pick too. It was uh, I talked about this a little bit last week, but I thought there were ten quarterbacks I would have been happy with. So, and I wonder if that was a little bit of the 
reason some people waited. But I think the to me your value pick is Lamar Miller in round ten. At this point, he's a he's a workhorse back. He's not a good one, but still to get that in the tenth round, I think it's solid. Yeah, I was I was very happy with that pick as long as Deshaun Watson can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would add on that they um, I saw a breakdown of his stats with uh, Watson and without, and it's definitely he's a much better running back with him. So I think that. Yeah, a great pick. And if it doesn't work out, will we? You lost a tenth rounder. Right. And so you talked earlier about maybe once wasn't the right move. Would that be? Would you say is your worst value pick draft? I'm sorry, who was that? Uh, once. No, I actually like once. Um, I was actually trying to work out a trade uh, last season with Sid to pick up before he got hurt to to get Carson Wentz, so that I could have because I knew I didn't have an established keeper on my team. Um, just so I could get him as a keeper because I knew he wasn't going to be able to hold on to both of them, especially with, goal, with having Gurley on his team. So I was actually, I, I wanted Wentz. He's, got, he's projected to be a top three scoring quarterback this year, as long as he stays healthy. Um, I just, I really like him. Okay. I, I can respect that. So if value based, you did not think once was the pick you'd do over again, who, who would that be? None of my wide receivers are any good um, in terms of being consistent. Um, Brandon Cooks could be good. We don't know what he's going to do in that offense. But last year with New England, he would get me 14 points and then get me three the next week. I don't know. Crabtree, we all know is. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know. I just, I don't like any of my wide receivers. It's a little antiquated. You don't like the scoring in the league? No, 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 no. That's not it at all. Oh, okay. I actually like the way you are scoring. It's just that I don't think I. So I don't. I don't think I've adapted my my draft philosophy to our scoring system as well as I should have, especially at the wide receiver position. Um, I I think I need to maybe really kind of look at where I draft my receivers as, as opposed to other positions. I think it's a fair critique. I just. I also don't know that I want to overlook the fact, I don't want to minimize the fact that you just kind of got caught in a weird place where you didn't have a, a good keeper. Uh, we talked about the reasoning that you couldn't keep Dalvin Cook in your IR spot, but for whatever reason, if you could have, and you had Dalvin Cook, and you had Kareem Hunt later on, but to have that one-two punch at running back. I've got a couple of established keepers on my team, which is nice. All right, let's pull out and go big picture here, Cam. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> Taking yourself out of the equation, best and worst pick of the draft. Um, since I'm dropping that on you cold, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. And I'm going to bring up one that I did not talk about last week, Alex. See if, also get your opinion, see if anything else has popped into your mind. Can I just, can I just kill this, you know, this one right off the gate? Please. We all know. We all know taking stuff on digs in the first round is just a dumpster fire being all the I mean <laughs> no matter how much you love Kirk Cousins and Holland Christian background, like that is just no wide receivers warranting. Maybe Adam Thielen could get a late or, or an early second round and you know, I don't know, but that I don't understand that one at all. I tell you what, one, I agree a thousand percent and two I wanna thank Gordy because if he doesn't take digs, he's probably taken Barkley. Bobby's probably actually you had the board. I don't know any idea who Bobby would have taken had Barkley been gone. Um, I don't know. He didn't give me that. He was dead set on getting Sigmund Barkley. Um, okay. and he was like dead set on he on him having him available. I remember when I called him. Um, I told him the two the top two available. And he was like, and he said, "Oh my gosh, Barkley's available. Grab him." Like, okay. Um, it wasn't even a discussion. 
Um, so he, I know he wanted Barkley badly. I don't know what he would have done. He probably would have gone, um, whatever top five receiver was available. So probably Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Cute. All right. Anyone stand out as best pick of the draft? I do, I do really like what we just did with the quarterback going back to back. I'm going to have to go with that. In just in terms of like going quarterback, quarterback, I just think that that, that, that was just such a ball move. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that before, but you're right. That was a that was a ses- essentially a kill shot to a couple of teams. Yeah, I, I, thought, I just think that was such a great move. Alex, anything? Uh, we have the advantage cam. The board is in front of us. Anything that sticks out that we didn't talk about last week is a really good or bad move that we didn't get to? No, because I think we did like the best and worst of each team. Didn't. There was some conversation... Um, Lucas's original team name, it's something to the effect of Tinker Stinker or Stinker Tinker. I know it's a uh, reference from that stupid show, but it got me curious and I looked. So I'm going to see if you guys know the answer to this. Who do you think made the most waiver wire pickups last year? Oh, man. Um, Me? It's got to be Dan or Gordy. Dan's the waiver wire team. He always finds the jewels in the rough. But I know Gordy drops like his entire team after one week. I was, was going to um, say, are you saying who's had the best week right or who did the most? Simply quantity. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I know Dad puts in a lot of time. I, I know Dad's roster turns over like at least half of it. I'm going to say it's, it's going to be Gordy, though. I feel like he was really kind of pushing to make a move. Okay. Y- yeah. Mm. I don't know. My team was a revolving door. So I'm, 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 I'm I don't know. That's what the spinning ones are called, right? That is. Yeah, I got that down uh, before my time a little bit, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry, they... revolving doors don't exist any. Oh gosh, no. I don't. Oh boy. Where where are they? Well, I found like one in the hospital. I got confused. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gordy too, though. I think that's a good call. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna before I give you the answer, I'm going to give you this piece of information. The person who had the most waiver wire pickups had 60. Numbers two and three were tied with 42. You're right. Gordy with 60. Uh, Tim was tied with 42, but who was he tied with? Cam, you're on the hot streak. Um, I'm going to say Alex. Alex? Um, yeah, I'll say me. Lucas. Lucas, dang. How many did I have? Yeah, I was wondering about that too, but I, I only have that the top was Gordy at 60. Lucas and Tim were next at 42. The least was 11, if you guys want to take a guess at who that was. Jay. You think that, wouldn't you? Uh, no, Matt. Really? Okay. All right. So let's let's do a little prognosticating for this year. Um, I want us to take turns. We're going to go ahead and guess the six playoff teams. We're going to guess the division winners, and we're going to guess the league champion. You guys want to make this interesting and put something on it? Um, no. Like what? Oh, just something simple. Like uh, you get to choose what uh, loser has to buy. A drink for the two winners at the next postseason bash, or gets to pick what somebody drinks for one shot. I like the one shot thing. Cam? No. No, just a uh, just gentleman's honor. If it's okay, fine. I'll do the shot one. Okay. So the loser has to drink one shot. The winners will have to coordinate what they want the loser to drink. Hold on. Are you going to be doing this with every single person you have on the show, though? Because, Steve, I want you to have to drink, like, eight shots. <laughs> well, you know, because we had to start the, we had to do the draft, like, nine months before the season started, I've got some shows to fill. But, no, I think this will be a specialty just, yeah. just for us. So it's not going to be, like, anything like on fire or anything weird like that, right? All right, so one shot. All right, so just a quick reminder how we did. 
we all picked four out of the six playoff teams last year. Um, the two that we all missed on where we all thought Lucas and Alex would make the playoffs. <laughs> and they battled for ninth place. <laughs> um, nobody picked our league champion Jason to be in the playoffs. <laughs> really? Even last year? Uh, no. Right there. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, I picked Tim Kelly, Bobby, and Cam. That's who I got right. Cam, you had me, yourself, Tim, and Bobby. And Alex had you, me, Tim, and Kelly. So our title games, we all had Alex as the runner-up. I thought Lucas would win. Cam, you thought Tim was going to win. And Alex, you thought Kelly was going to win. So I will give you guys a moment to think because it's easy for me since I'm just going by my rankings. So that means I'm going to say that the playoff teams are myself, Lucas, Kelly, Alex, Tim, Matt. And that seems odd because that would mean Cam's 11 times in 12 years is going to take a hit. But that's what the board, that's where the board leads me. I'm going to go Matt, Jay, myself, you, Steve, Cam, and Lucas. You think Jason's... All right, there you go. All right, how many teams won their league last year with Todd Gurley in Yep. What, what was the percentage? Uh, it was high. It was it was like 80-something percent. And I actually got to give him credit. Todd Gurley, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm not a Fitz guy, but he's decent. Travis Kelsey. There's some pieces. Okay, Cam, what are your six? Okay. Now, I look, I look at this. I'm going to go, again, I'm not going based on numbers. I'm just going on gut. Sure. I'm gonna go. I'm going on Dad, Steve, Jason, Lucas, Kelly, and I'm going. I'm gonna put myself in the playoffs. I think I'm gonna go in as the sixth seed and lose my first match. But I'm gonna make the playoffs. Well, if you get the playoffs, odds are you get to the final four, so you put you'd lose your second round matchup. I don't think I'm winning the division because that first round by though. Oh, sure, I think sure. I have to play the game. So you left poor Alex out of the playoffs. You did no belief in Team Alex. Well, you are the tenth place team. I would have that gut feeling too. Stick cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, what? One in 80,000 against you? Yeah. One in 80,000 against me? That's true. And you guys are in a division together this year, so you get to knock them around twice. Why? No. All right, so we're going to pick division winners. I'm going <laughs> I'm to just roll through what the divisions are real quick. Um, the three of us are in the AFC, so it's Cam, Steve, Alex. We are joined by Jason and Kelly making the NSC. Matt, Tim, Gordy, Bobby, Lucas. Call your division winners. What? That's unfair. It does seem to stack a little higher on our side. Ah. Uh, wait, Cam's in ours? Cam's in ours. It's you, It's the three of us having this podcast with Jason and Kelly. Yep. from last year are in the same division. And me. And the template. I'm picking me. You're okay, Alex. Um, so she's know. winning the the uh, AFC. You know, I'm gonna do what I did last year. Me and Kelly. Kelly's gonna win her division. Kelly's in your division. Yep, we're both gonna win that division. <laughs> I did not listen well enough. I apologize. Um, What's gonna happen when you both be like you both join as the two seed then and move through the playoffs together? Yep, that's exactly how it goes. You're gonna play Alex Kelly. Yep, that's in the rules. Um, Matt. Alex and Matt. Matt wins his division. Okay, Matt and Alex. You are the guest of honor, Cam. You want to go next? Do you want the main event spot? Well, you just got the honor goes first, but you let Alex be that for some reason. Oh, he didn't really let me. I just kind of cut everyone off. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm going with Dad winning his division. Okay. I I really like him. I think he made some good moves. Um, and Steve, I think you're gonna win us just because I hate you. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Uh, Lucas, that is just a that's a fantastic draft. And Kamish, I do remember your your negative feedback. I'll comment on it shortly. Lucas winning. No, Lucas would win the NFC. That's right. And I'm gonna pick Alex to win the AFC. Yay! All right. So made of honor. So guest, who do you have in the championship game? Who's beating who? This is this is where I get a little bold. I see Jason defending his championship in the final game against Dad. Ooh. And I've got Dad winning the whole thing. So, Tim, join, joining Jason as a three-time league champion. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, that'd be a fun one, except I'd be sad I wasn't in it. But, okay, I like it. Alex? No, you're going to lose your first game by a half a point. <laughs> well, remember, we can lose by .04 points now. We'll find a way to lose by a half point. I'm going to say... It's going to be me against, I don't know, Lucas? Sure. I'm going to beat Lucas. Way to believe him. <laughs> I wasn't just throwing a dart at the board. I was just pure. I don't know, 9 and 10 going against each other? Big comeback story. Man, Alex, I, I love your team, but you really mucked up your quarterback position. Or I planned it that way. Then you're an idiot. You know, and that's... <laughs> That's the reason why I couldn't put Alex in the playoffs. I hate that Prescott. He's a horrible fantasy quarterback. But Tyrod Taylor's looking really good. And Alex Smith might do something. For the Brown quarterback. I am going to I just think this team is so dominant. I think that Lucas wins this I think Lucas wins his third championship and I think Lucas puts the boots to me in an epic beatdown in the championship game. All right, so we've got our predictions for the season, and I look forward to making Alex, you drink something terrible. It's going to be you drinking, I don't know, something. All right. All right, Cam, we're going to play a game. Okay. If I could wave a magic wand and you could make one rule change to our league without opposition from anybody else in the league, what would it be? Um, okay, so point of clarification. Does it have to be a like game time rule, or can it be like... Roster change. Anything's in play. Okay, so I would make another roster change. I honestly, and again, this is, just, this is me, I would get rid of the flex position. I don't like it. I never have liked it. But I understand a lot of leagues, most leagues have it. But I would get rid of the flex position. Are we just missing a starter or are you replacing it with something? Um, No, I think I'd just lower, I'd lower the, the, starting, the, the starting rosters. I mean, I, I just don't. I hate having two running backs or or uh, or uh, um, or another wide receiver slash tight end or something like that. Again, I'm much more for opening up that because we have so many people making so many waiver wire moves. Really, kind of putting more people in that waiver wire pool. Um, and I just think I, I just don't like the flex position. I just never have. So just cut it. If you was you, we'd be down to quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end. All right. Alex, if you get to wave the wand, what's it going to be? Well, I think obviously I would add punters. I know you're shaking your head, but I mean, when what league have I ever set up that I have not included punters? You can't think of one, can you? And those leagues have been very exciting because of it. Why not add offensive linemen? You get half a point per pancake block. I, d- I don't think they record those stats well enough. Because, like, I see them get pancakes a lot, and then they just don't, like, I'll say they have, like, three during a game. I don't think they pay enough attention to the stats, so then, like, we would see it all the time in a game. You're like, my offensive lineman got like 12 pancakes, but only got a point. You know what I mean? What would you get for, what would you get for a punter? Um, bunch of stuff. Uh, 
touchbacks, um, they what they do in the ESPN thing, they have like punts within the ten and punts within the twenty. Mm. So you get like a point for that or something like that. Um, a point for each second of hang time. Oh, that'd be good. I don't even know. I don't know if hang time is a stat that they can use on the fantasy football on ESPN. I I finally got it. You can get like four points per punt. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Head coaches are fun too. Highest scoring player on the league. Yeah. Well, I think we did that one year. I accidentally did punters got points for how many yards they punted, and punters were our best players. Do you remember that the first year I set it up? I do remember that. Yeah, and we we knew it was wrong because we went into the draft mode, and you know how like it ranks the players based off like point progressions, and like our punters were at the top. And it was like the auto draft was picking punters. <laughs> that was a good league. Uh. Okay. Well, that's why I'm not in charge of anything, Steve. I'd kill it in like a year. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <sighs> yeah. All right, so those are your... All right. We have discussed mine because you have already vetoed it, but I would talk about a modification to the keeper rule. Same as last year. Uh, you keep the, you lose, the, you forfeit the round that you drafted the keeper in the previous year, and if your keeper is a waiver wire pickup, then it's a sixth round pick, but... You guys have already beaten that up, so just letting uh, we'll just let that pass through. All right, Cam, got another question for you here. Mm-hmm. This will be uh, our league in its current format is going into its thirteenth year, but this will be our tenth year with no roster changes or no uh, player changes. So we've had the same ten people now for ten consecutive years. If we did lose somebody, who is uh, who is your alternate in waiting? Is this like real people or like mm-hmm. dream person? No, I don't want to hear. Some one idiot from the league join our league. Uh, Taco pick someone cooler. No, than I that. Rocky. Well, that's helpful. Are you kidding me? That'd be horrible. No, it'd be awesome. hockey dogs for everyone. Um, so if someone left, who would I replace them Can I clone Gordy? <laughs> I don't know. Just because I have asked him to join the league multiple times when we needed the spot, um, he always said no. But I'd probably go TJ, um, with his brother and my brother-in-law. Um, just because, I mean, I think he had fun at least hanging out with us. And he, when we, back when we played soccer and stuff, he would always come and play soccer with us and then take off to the draft. But I, I, I've always asked him to join us and he just was always dying. So I think it's just one of those things where I, I, I would like to get him in. I think he might have played really early on. I don't remember right. Um, off the top of my head, but um, he said he just didn't watch enough football. No, you're correct. He was in one of the earlier reincarnations of the league before it was its current. Alex, if we if we lost a member, uh, well, I mean, it's mostly just be saying people that I know. They probably don't, but I don't know. Brett, I'd pick him. All right, that'd be nice. I would. He's fun to talk to. I think they'd both be good options. Does he watch a lot of football? Mm-hmm. Oh, he does. Good for him. Yeah, he's getting that age. I know he's more into soccer though. You know my philosophy on having. Well, I willed my spot legally to Jackson. So if, if I'm the member, we lose. That's who's getting. That's who's coming aboard. And then I quit. Then we're done. Then we'll invite TJ. <laughs> I will my spot to anyone. I clearly like fantasy football more than most people, so I have already. Uh, I have already prepared this out. And just in case anybody's listening, I offered my oldest son the spot. He mocked me, and then I gave it to my youngest spot, and then. The oldest son got some hurt feelings about it. Yeah, because your oldest son, minus the Man City pick, is smart. You wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of dudes 
in their middle ages and like going through crises trying to be kids. He is a smart one. All right. Oh, Cam, I want to go back to the draft here real quick. Oh, okay. Maybe you kind of got at it, but we you used to have an award, Solid Pick of the Draft, which was specifically geared towards late-round picks. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody uh, late-round across the board who you thought was a solid pick? Um, I really liked Dad's pick of Jared Goff. Um, with how late he got him, I was really surprised. That if he had made it back to me, like I said earlier, I would pick him. I believe that same round. I, I, yeah, I would have picked him as my third quarterback and then tried to upload Breeze. But um, I think he's going to be in for a, a good year with that second year of being in um, Sean Jay's offense. Um, that, that team can score a lot of points. And he's got a lot of targets to throw the ball to, plus having Gurley on that team. I, I think he's going to really kind of break out a little bit more this year. Let's ask Alex about this. Um, I thought the pick was good, too. Uh, if I didn't I uh, think Winston was going to have a nice last 13 games of the year. I would have done something similar. But Alex is a guy who basically ruined his draft at the quarterback position yep. by drafting three real uh, middle-of-the-road guys at best. Uh, was, they're going to be all-stars. And when they're not. Uh, hey, who had Alex Smith starting as a quarterback last year for quite a while? That was you, wasn't it? That was Cam. Oh, it was Cam? There you go, Cam. Alex Smith last year. That was his career year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just getting started. Yeah, but you thought, hey, Dak Prescott's better. I'll grab him. So you grabbed him before Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith went to the Redskins and everyone apart. Speaking of which, I I wasn't on the show at this point. How is Darius Geis doing? So, Alex, when you were making your terrible quarterback selections, um, you picked three quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Alex Smith, and the legend that is Tyrod Taylor. Hey, he's really good. Well, he did really. He he was on the Bills last year. He didn't have a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and he did a really good job. He was, he was so good that he lost his, his uh, job to what the, Nathan uh, Peterman. Yes. No, his first throw was an interception. I had the Charger defense that week. That was a good time. Well, I think Peterman threw five interceptions one game. Yes, he did that game. Yeah, but no, his the his QB rating before they took him out for Peterman was like a hundred. Something like that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, quote me on that, but he, he was doing a really good job. Like he was. No, he was managing a very low offense, scoring offense. He was a good doing a good job doing it, and now he gets to do it again on the well, runs. There's potential. Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon. That could be interesting. What I've been trying to get at for a while was Jared Goff ever in the conversation for you? No, I never thought about Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, he's. I mean, he's okay, but he was—he's not one of the guys that I kept my eye on. I had a lot of guys I kept my eye on, and I waited too long. Go with a Brown quarterback over the quarterback of the highest scoring team in the league last year. Yep. Well, you have to remember, Cam, is I don't make good decisions either. I, <laughs> you, I know how you like to say that you like to try to pick safe people. I'm the complete opposite. I every year I always end up trying to get people that'll be like booms or busts. It usually never works in my favor. But I, I do that a lot. I really do like the golf selection. I think the thing that got me uh, colder on him was I just kept hearing a lot of people talk about the Rams' defense is going to be so good. They're going to be doing a lot of running. So it's not that he'll be bad. Maybe he'll just have less opportunity. But, yeah, I think it's got a real chance to be a solid pick. Um, Alex, what about you? Anything uh, towards the back part of the draft that uh, just really looks like it would, could be a steal for someone? I like I was talking about this earlier, but like all these picks of these people that are suspended for four weeks, and like Des Bryant is not even on the team. Mm-hmm. Like those people, we all picked up in like the last five rounds. Like I got Edelman, uh, Lucas got Des Bryant. Um, 
who, who did you get again? You got uh, Mark Ingram and uh, James Winston because of that. Uh, who else was there's there's more than that too. There's a wide receiver I thought too that had that bump, but it's just it's kind of steals and it'd be kind of nice because if something does happen to one of our starters, we know like week four or five we'll have someone maybe we can rely on. And I liked those picks. I was looking at a lot of those players trying to get see if I can get them late. So yeah, I I do like the Des Bryant pick. Yeah, uh, Lucas fan. My only problem is that he's not on the team yet. He's not even in the camp. He is like the longer that goes on, the the, the it well, I don't know if it's a rumor, but I heard the Browns were talking to him because they just traded uh, Coleman, and then uh, they don't know when Josh Gordon's coming back. So I heard that they were talking with Des Bryant. So you're going to have Josh Gordon, Des Bryant, and Jarvis Landry all on the same team. I'm thinking well, if, if Josh Gordon on. comes, if Josh Gordon's able to, like comes back. Yeah, I think it does. Bryant, I think it does. Bryant signing is proof that the Josh Gordon situation is troublesome. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I just I read about it earlier. Something about them thinking that they're talking to the Browns. So. Yeah, he's going to be going to visit them this coming week now. Yeah, because, I mean, if he does that, that, that might be a really good pick because he has Tyrod Taylor throwing to him, and he's going to be a legend this year. Yeah, he's going to be the legend who lost his job to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a homer pick, but Bobby getting carry on Johnson in the 15th round. Yeah, that's, and that's, he didn't have him on the board, and I just knew he'd want him that way when I picked for him. Um, you know, I thought, you know, why not to fly on him and had a couple good catches, had a couple good runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I tried to text him, but my phone was busted. Um, but I told him I thought I could potentially get a steal out of him. And I know Bobby loves his line. It's not just for the fact that we have been historically terrible at developing running backs since, you know, having the greatest one of all time. I'd probably be higher on the pick, but just us being the Lions, it's got me a little nervous. Yeah. Right, it's because what they have four running backs right now. And no one knows, yeah, really who they're going to keep. Mm-hmm. They all have their own talents, so it'll be a lot of splitting time. What's Zach Zenner's talent? He wasn't in the four I was talking about, but I don't know. So they're going to be switching in and out all the time if if they keep all four. But I don't know if they're going to do that. I do not think Zach Zenner is going to be on the team. That was sad. Odd, yeah, maybe special teams. Oh, maybe. I mean, do you know? Um, I don't know. Well, because I think they had Abdullah doing uh, punt returns in the preseason game. He didn't do particularly well. I think he had one for like minus five yards and like one for six yards. Any last thoughts on the league in general, Cam? I know I've kind of been dictating uh, the conversation here. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more wide open this year for some reason. I don't know why I have that feeling, but I don't look at. I think that the, I don't think that there's one team out there that is going to be like, holy crap. Um. That are, that's just going to run away with it. I think it's, I think it's going to be a little bit more about like um, I don't see the division champs winning with you know winning with a ten win season. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more even throughout the rest. Good luck to both of you. Let's just take a minute to acknowledge again the commissioner's great draft here. I mean, this is going to be hard to catch. He's got two top ten running backs, who I think is the number two wide receiver a top 15 wide receiver in T.Y. Hilton, a number three tight end in Zach Ertz, inarguably the best one-two punch at quarterback, a nice backup in Alex Collins. I think I think that's a uh, barring injury T.Y. this team is going to. T.Y. Hilton, that was all going to be on Andrew Luck, and I know you love Andrew Luck for some reason, but that dude, he's barely started throwing the football. Okay, first off, you already told me that if I had drafted Drew Brees in the sixth round, you were coming right back with Andrew Luck. Yeah, because I was drafting a quarterback there no matter what, and he would have been the best one on the, on the table. My goal was to draft a third quarterback and then trade that second pick. Well, you'd get a lot for Andrew Luck. He's going to be great. I, 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 okay. 
all I can say about it. I hope he is. Actually, I hope he. I hope he is. I hope he gets that part. How will we know that your prediction comes to fruition? What will we see to prove that this is a wide open league? Just look at the records. I think we'll beat up on each other more. Okay, you know. Um, I think it'll be just. I think you'll see a little bit more parity between the scores. I think you'll see a little bit more parity between the records. Um, I think just kind of like at the end of last season where we had some dogfights through the season um, going into the playoffs. I, I just think later on in the regular season, it's gonna, games are going to mean a little bit more to who's going to make the playoffs, who's not. And like I said, parity all around. So it's going to make the last week of the season a lot of fun when we've got rivalry. Rivalry week if we've got like two or three things hinging hinging on these games. We're not going to be fighting out for the same position. I'm just saying, I just think it's going to be a little bit more. And again, I don't know why I feel that way. I just think it's one of those things I look at the look at the board and kind of like I'm not really blown away by anyone's draft. I think everyone made a good pick somewhere. Yeah. Everyone has some pieces. Um, I really like what you said last week. Um, when you went down the list and, and went through everyone's top, who you felt was top forty pick. I still think I got four top forty picks, but um, like everyone has multiple top forty players, and I think that's, that's a good, good sign. Um, we've had times in the league where people have reached really high multiple times. Okay, I think that. So I think we will see your stuff uh, bear fruit. Maybe if nobody has more than eight or nine wins in the season, we when we have had clusters where there was a year I think we had four teams finish six and seven, like two of them got in. I, I remember that being a real, really mm-hmm. tight year. One. So we kind of talked about who's going to make the playoffs, kind of it being a cluster. If you had to call out who was going to be the worst, who's going to be the 10th place team this year? Gordy. I mean, like, where they are we get Gordy. Yeah, who's right. finishing 10th? Yeah, Gordy. You're just trying to be different. Um, Gordy's one of two people in my head, so if I go someplace else, it's not that I'm trying to be contrarian. It's literally a battle of 9th or 10th. Gordy, I was giving some thought to Bobby. That's not a great team, but uh, Gordy's first. I think, go ahead. I think Bobby's team could, could really – do some damage though if all the if if the right players hit and have good seasons. And I think I keep getting stuck in this place of if he had kept Melvin Gordon and would have had Saquon Barkley, AJ Green, Tyreek Hill, and then could have come back and picked up Drew Brees or Andrew Luck in the fifth round, this team is this team's just better. But when you're Alright, so we go across the board with Gordy. We'll see how that uh that turns out. So last last thing is uh last week Alex you gave a recommendation of Lore, which is a podcast. Yeah. So right. as as our listeners, and by the way, guys, we are officially up to 11 followers on our Twitter account at Chubby Thunder 13. Were the people that following us just us? No, we got some other people. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, say it again. The German. That, is that why the German guy? Oh, we were, uh, people were listening to us in Germany. We actually had. I went and looked at our statistics. We had somebody I think in Russia was listening to us as well. Weird. So, since it was the people listening in Germany, is that why you named it the Kaiser Award? <laughs> I actually Googled cool British titles, and I saw Kaiser and liked it. Not British. <laughs> I can just say, I agree, but I'm just telling you what, the, what Google produced when I typed that in. Okay. Um, and weird, like, for some reason, New Year's Eve was like a big listening day for us. We had, like, uh, multiple podcasts listened to multiple times. I don't know what it was about that day. A couple people found it, a couple friends, and they were like, hey, listen to these dudes. <laughs> What a way to bring in the new year. Maybe we're what you do when you're high now. Yeah. All right, so your recommendation was lore. Cam, you told me you were a fan of that. But now, everybody, what is your recommendation uh, for something for people to watch, listen, read, or whatever in the next week? Cam, you want to go first as our guest of honor? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to keep it on the podcast front. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I just got through with one um, by 
um, a, a website uh, called Kind of Funny. Um, and they went through and ranked all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, Infinity War comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what's been eating up all my time lately. Um, otherwise, I'm reading, I'm doing audiobooks as well. I'm listening to some Stephen King books. What, uh, this kind of, is there a particular book? Um, I just started, um, rereading it. Um, I've read the Dark Tower series. I think that's a really good series. Um, um, if you really want to get into a long book, I'm just reading it right now. How long of a commitment is the uh, Kind of Funny podcast series? Well, there's 18 Marvel movies. Is it like so a show per episode or a, like a five-minute rundown per episode? Yeah, it's one, if they go through and recap each movie and rank it based on um, villain and, and where they rank the movie, content, and all that stuff. Um, and they, I mean, and they, just, they joke around and stuff like that. But yeah, so yeah, and they start off with, you know, first Iron Man movie and go through this, go from there. Oh, so they're talking about, they do them in chronological release or at the first Iron Man? Chronological. Yep, chronological order. And then they will tell you where it ranks? Yep. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. They feel like it ranks. Did they skip the Hulk? A lot of people I'm sorry, Hulk. I, I can't hear you, Alex. Oh, don't worry about it. I said they skipped the Hulk? No, the ground skipped Hulk. Oh, wow, okay. It wasn't very good. Okay. Yeah. Is that the Edward Norton Hulk? Uh, Yes. That's cool. Yes, that is one I do. I just quick side note. I was I'm not a big Edward Norton fan, but I saw him on the roast of Bruce Willis, and he was pretty hilarious. So if you have a chance, that's not my recommendation, but that was pretty funny. Nice. All right, Alex, would you like the honors next? Or you want to bring us home as the main event? Sure. Um, I haven't really watched a lot this week. I watched Cloak and Dagger though. That's first season of that's over. It's a Marvel show. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. So that was pretty cool. How does one find it? It's on Hulu, actually. It's it, it's on something called Freeform, which I don't know what that is. I've heard that was what used to be ABC Family. So is is it still ABC Family, or ABC Family just changed their name? ABC Family changed their name to Freeform. Cool. Well, I like the show a lot more than I thought it would, so it's pretty good. So if I have ABC or whatever Freeform, I don't have to watch on Hulu. I can just turn it on my uh, satellite dish. Yeah, you you guys with your cable. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. old. We still use cable. Honestly, you're old. Yeah, save money. Okay, so Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Cam, you have you familiar with this thing? Yep. Is he? Is it a good recommendation? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Well, they just have cool powers. I yeah. don't know. It's really neat. Yeah. Like one guy can see I people. I read their series back when I was younger in high school. Oh, you did? Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know you were into that kind of comic book stuff. So, yeah. No, I, I, I knew about them before, so I was pretty excited when they were making a TV show. But I was worried when they said ABC Family was making it. But, yeah, it was, yeah. Pretty, it was pretty good. Uh they had a lot of good music in it too. I was really surprised. They had one weird moment where they just started playing like "Come Sail Away." It didn't, <laughs> it didn't match like anything that was happening in the show, and that was weird. But like, it's still pretty good. <laughs> All right, so Cloak and Dagger from you, Cam. You were giving us uh, kind of funny as a podcast, or uh, you kind of threw like six or seven Stephen King books out there. But uh, in general, get yourself some Stephen King action. All right. Uh, take us down a different path. I am going to, uh, I kind of got down a uh, YouTube, what's it called, going down a YouTube hole? No, oh, you're good. Okay. Uh, I was watching you could just use your own terms. I think that's what makes it better. I was watching uh, some comedy, and he died about four years ago, but I was a really big fan when he was around. Uh, John Panette, last name P-I-N-N-E-T-T. So if you get a chance, I might actually be spelling that wrong, but if you get a chance uh, and you're on YouTube, Look it up. It's got some short stuff and some long stuff. It's pretty funny. All right. Any last thoughts, Cameron? No, I think I'm all set. All right. Can we book you again later in the in the season? Oh, totally. 
All right, because I have committed to seeing this thing through this year. All right, let's do it. I'm down the clown. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, <laughs> uh, before we start this podcast, I just watched the episode of Parks and Rec where uh, Andy and April April got married, and the guy's like, "Is she down to clown?" And Ben's like, "The lady who just got married 20 minutes ago." Oh, oh, here, it's her. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, so we are gonna shut it down. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. We're officially at 11 followers on our climb to 100. So uh, spread the word. All right, we are out. Tag double three. Don't use that tag.